Welcome to episode 233 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about January 2023. Thanks to 20 brave members of the Republican Freedom Caucus in the House of Representatives, it took Kevin Censor My Caucus McCarthy 15 rounds of voting to win the speakership. The 20 holdouts kept Kevin from getting the magic number of votes. I think it was 218. All the Democrats voted for Hakeem Jeffries, leaving the GOP with a very small majority having to muster every possible vote for McCarthy. I can't imagine why Kevin McCarthy had so much trouble being elected. I mean, it's not like he cheated on his wife with another member of Congress. If a man is willing to cheat on his wife, he's certainly willing to screw you over. It's not like the guy was caught on tape exploring ways to censor fellow Republicans on social media with the disgusting Liz Cheney. It's not like he ever proposed legislation to reduce spending, so he has no credibility on that front. It's not like he ever spoke out against or proposed legislation to close the wide-open southern border. It's not like he's a George W. Bush crony. It's not like he spent money from the Senatorial Re-Election Fund to defeat conservative Republican candidates in the primaries and spent a fraction of that to defeat Democrats in the general elections. It's not like he pushed back on imposing a rule that all bills must be made public for 72 hours prior to the commencement of voting so members can actually read the bill they're voting on. It's not like he moved all his shit into the Speaker's office several days before the election was even held. It's not like Kevin McCarthy is an arrogant asshole. In order to get enough votes from the Freedom Caucus folks, he had to agree to a series of concessions. Some of those included... It will take only a single congressperson acting in what is known as the Jeffersonian motion to move to remove the speaker if he goes back on his word or policy agenda. He also agreed to a church-style committee that would be convened to look into the weaponization of the FBI and other government organizations against the American people, i.e. see the Twitter files, see January 6th see the DOJ's domestic terrorism calls about concerned parents at school board meetings. He agreed to put term limits up for a vote. He agreed that bills would be presented to Congress with a single subject, no more omnibus style with all the usual earmarks. And there will be that 72-hour minimum period to read the bill before you vote. No more Nancy Pelosi, Barack Obama idiocy of... You have to pass the bill to see what's in it, as they did for Obamacare. He also agreed that the Texas border plan will be put before Congress, which aims to complete the physical border infrastructure, fix border enforcement policies, enforce laws in the interior, and target cartels and criminal organizations. He also agreed to COVID mandates being ended and all funding that goes along with it. Finally, he agreed that there would be budget bills, and he would stop the endless increase in the debt ceiling and hold the Senate accountable for the same. In other words, they have to pass a budget every year. In COVID news, I gotta tell you, what a difference a year makes. I had my annual physical during the month, and guess what? Not a single mention or question about COVID-19, the virus or the vaccine. I think the legal teams inside every medical practice that push the often toxic and sometimes deadly experimental vaccine that's not a vaccine on their patients are shitting their pants in anticipation of a flood of wrongful death 
in quality of life lawsuits that will likely bankrupt them unless, unless the federal government deems them too big to fail and increases the money supply even more to pay off the litigants. While making a routine tackle during an NFL game, Buffalo Bills cornerback DeMar Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest and almost died on the field. It was so traumatic that the game was canceled. And guess what? The media ignored all possibility that the COVID shot had anything to do with it. They refused to discuss the possibility despite the fact that athletes are dropping literally on a daily basis all over the world from cardiac arrest. We are talking about 18-year-old high school athletes, 20-year-old college athletes dropping dead from cardiac arrest. Wake up, people. This never happened before. What the hell do you think caused it? Throughout every month, I post COVID-related headlines on my Facebook page because I have a fair amount of friends who are self-professed liberals or ill-informed. The former marinade in CNN, MSNBC, and the New York Times. The latter get whatever news happens as they're scrolling through social media. Here's a sample of headlines from the month of January. Doctors call for withdrawal of Pfizer-Moderna COVID vaccine following new research. Second COVID-19 booster provides worse protection than first. Very large Cleveland Clinic study shows more vaccines make you more likely to get COVID. New York Supreme Court strikes down COVID-19 vaccine mandates for healthcare workers. Why are the EKGs of pilots no longer normal? Healthcare workers cry foul on FDA claiming it didn't prohibit ivermectin for COVID-19. CDC aware of hundreds of safety signals for COVID jab. More than 270 sudden cardiac deaths in U.S. athletes after vaccination. Peer-reviewed study cites. First lawsuit filed against FDA for withholding dreadful vaccine safety data. Explosive increase in cardiac symptoms after second injection. And finally, all three vaccines are breaking through. Emails show discussion of vaccine failure among health officials. A new undercover video expose by Project Veritas captured a high-ranking Pfizer official saying the company has considered deliberately mutating COVID-19 in a lab in order to create effective vaccines in advance declaring that COVID will be a cash cow for years and claiming federal regulators go easy on Pfizer in hopes of getting jobs later. YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram blocked the Project Veritas videos. Which brings me to the Twitter files. The Twitter files continued throughout the month. You can check out episode 228, which I published at the end of December. It covered the first tranche of documents in the Twitter files. But the news just kept on rolling throughout January. We had evidence presented that Pfizer board members pressured Twitter to censor posts on natural immunity and posts on the low COVID risks to children. We got confirmation that former House Intelligence Committee Chair Adam Shifty Schiff, a piece of shit Democrat from California, we saw evidence that he pressured Twitter to censor the account of Paul Sperry, an investigative journalist who first published the name of the so-called impeachment whistleblower, and revealed him to be a CIA operative. Shift is human debris. He was the chairman of the Intel Committee and went on TV on a regular basis, lying to the American people dozens of times about Trump's Russia collusion hoax investigation. He knew that most people would wonder, why wouldn't you believe someone who is of, what, a dozen people who get to see the highest level of intelligence material? 
He abused his power in order to smear Trump, and now this asshole is running for the Senate in California, which I'm, I'm sure he'll get elected. There was much more in the Twitter files over the month. I will likely publish another episode covering it in the coming weeks. Speaking of Adam Schiff, he and Eric Swalwell were removed from the House Intelligence Committee by Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Swalwell was removed because he had an affair with a known Chinese spy. Schiff was removed for the reasons I just mentioned. The anti-Semitic Brother Marion Ilhan Omar got booted from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Her gal pals in the squad of shallow, unintelligent Marxists lost their shit on the House floor, literally throwing a fit for all the world to witness. These people are legitimately mentally ill. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey released the communication as part of his case, Missouri v. Biden, that demonstrated Facebook told an official at the Biden White House that the big tech company not only suppressed misinformation, but took action against the virality of the, quote, often true content regarding COVID-19 shots. Allegations included that some of Biden's top officials, quote, colluded with big tech social media companies to violate Americans' right to free speech under the First Amendment, end quote. Here's something you likely have not heard said out loud. Joe Biden is a foreign agent. It became official during the month that the establishment is taking out Biden. Once he hinted that he wants to run for re-election in 2024, the knives came out. Everyone knows he is thoroughly compromised through all his interactions with Hunter and his decades-long influence peddling scheme. He's done all the damage he can to the country with open borders and making the American people poorer and more dependent on the government. Therefore, they're done with him. Plus, he's clearly suffering from some form of dementia, so they need a new, younger patsy puppet to reside at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I guess the powers that be decided classified documents was going to be the way to take him down. There were classified documents found at his Wilmington, Delaware residence in his garage, and they found a ton of them at the Penn Biden Center at the University of Pennsylvania. When you hear the alphabet soup conspiracy media repeat on a loop that the allegations against Trump and Biden over classified documents are completely different, they're not wrong. However, they end their parroting of the Democrats' talking points by stating that Trump's offense is much worse than Biden's while never really giving you a rationale as to why that might be. At first, they said it was because there were only five or six documents found in Biden's residence, and Trump had a lot more. But then the second and third locations where Biden stowed documents were exposed. As I mentioned, the Penn Biden Center at the University of Pennsylvania had some 33 pallets full of documents delivered there that they are now currently fighting in court not to have to turn over. I'm sorry, folks there at the university, but that ain't your property. The Penn Biden Center, which I've heard referred to as the CCP Penn Biden Center because it was heavily funded by the Chinese Communist Party and accessible to Chinese Communist Party associated folks. You see how this works? Hillary Clinton put all of her stolen classified documents in a, on an illegal server in her basement and allowed the Chinese and any other highest bidders to hack the materials in exchange for robust donations to the Clinton Foundation. Don't believe me? Check out what happened to donations to that bullshit foundation the minute Trump defeated Hillary in the 2016 election. This is all treasonous, but the National Republicans never pursue the felonious Democrats because most of them are paid off by the Chinese, too. 
We are so screwed as a country. When this story hit the headlines, the classified documents story, I wrote this on Facebook. Remember just a few short months ago, the raid on Trump's residence to grab all of those classified documents? Remember the outrage and the horror expressed by Democrats and the alphabet soup conspiracy media, despite the fact that every president in recent history took similar documents with them? It was the biggest national security risk since Pearl Harbor. Biden called Trump irresponsible. And then, what do we have here? I'm still waiting for CNN to broadcast live raids on Biden's numerous homes in the library at the university. Keep in mind, the vice president does not have the authority to declassify documents. Only the president does. So any classified documents in Biden's possession were illegally obtained. I also pose this question on Facebook. Why are all the Trump-hating shit-talkers stone-cold silent about the classified materials at Biden's residence? As the month concluded, the Attorney General appointed a special counsel to investigate the documents found at Biden's home and office. Whatever. The dual justice system would never allow any consequences to fall on a Democrat. During the month, President Biden explained to the American people that it's futile to resist the federal government, no matter how tyrannical it may become, because, quote, if you need to worry about taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. You don't need an AR-15, end quote. Isn't he charming and funny? Lovable old dementia-ridden, corrupt, sold-to-sold-to-the-devil Joe Biden. He will go down in history as one of the most unintelligent, despicable characters ever to appear on the American political scene. Let's turn our attention to the doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party. On the House floor, National Democrats expressed their preference that a baby that miraculously survives an abortion procedure not be taken to a hospital. We already knew these people love killing babies in the womb, but now they want to kill them outside as well. These people are evil, they are immoral, and they're demonic. Speaking of National Democrats who love to kill babies inside and outside the womb, word salad specialist and Vice President of the United States Kamala Harris omitted the right to life mentioned in the Declaration of Independence when she quoted the founding document during a pro-abortion, I mean, kill babies inside and outside the womb speech, quote, America is a promise. It's a promise of freedom and liberty. Not for some, but for all. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right to liberty in the pursuit of happiness. End quote. See, here's the thing, Kamala. You can't experience liberty, and you sure as hell can't pursue happiness if you're dead. Speaking of the doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party, according to data from the U.S. Census Bureau, Texas and Florida are the largest gaining states in terms of population over the past year, while blue states are experiencing declines. Texas was the fastest growing out of the all 50 states, gaining more than half a million people since the summer of 2021. Turns out, people don't like high taxes and high crime. They don't want to live in cities where they restrict your right to defend yourself and own and carry a firearm, while the district attorney refuses to prosecute criminals. The normals do not want to live under dysfunctional and unaccountable governments. So they moved to Florida, Texas, the Carolinas, Georgia, and out west to Montana and Idaho. 
continuing the theme of the doomsday cult, formerly known as Democratic Party, file this one under, you can't make this shit up. First, you have New York liberals like New York City Mayor Eric Adams encouraging the open southern border. Then border governors started busing illegals to New York City. Then Eric cried foul, saying that his city didn't have the resources to care for all these people. And Arizona and Texas do? Hello, Eric. Then we have this story during the month. Quote, Dozens of illegal immigrants refused to leave New York City Hotel for a new mega-shelter citing poor conditions, end quote. Want more of the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party? The House of Representatives voted 222 to 208 to pass House Resolution 3, a resolution condemning the recent attacks on pro-abortion facilities, groups, and churches. If you know your numbers, that would mean that all but four Democrats voted against the measure. These are the same people who refused to condemn the Antifa BLM riots in the summer of 2020 and the threats against Supreme Court justices and the riots prior to Trump's inauguration and any other violence perpetrated by anyone they perceive as a possible Democrat voter. Oh, and just the other day, by a single vote margin, Democrats refused to condemn socialism and its effects in the past, not now, in the past, they refused to condemn death and destruction. For all you leftists looking for the next thing to be outraged about, it looks like it's going to be gas stoves. Since the whole Trump stole classified materials narrative fell apart and the pandemic of the unvaccinated lie has been revealed and the Trump colluded with Russia lie has been put to bed, it must be exhausting having to search for things to be offended and outraged by. These people are literally looking to make us live in the Stone Ages again. They would prefer that we be poor and cooking our food over what? A wood-burning fireplace? While dependent on the government for assistance. Rather than living our lives with technological luxuries developed over the last, what, 100, 125 years? The people making these claims are mentally ill. Why are they taken seriously? January 2023 will be remembered as the month of the debunking of political conspiracy theories, which was the subject of the last TruthQuest podcast, episode 232. Most of the debunking had to do with all the lies about Donald Trump and COVID-19 and the Hunter Biden laptop cover-up. But the debunking was fast and furious. One story worth noting was an FBI agent involved in investigating Trump for Russia collusion was arrested for, get this, colluding with Russia. You can't make this stuff up. Another one worthy of mentioning was one of the 51 former intelligence officers who signed the letter stating that Hunter Biden's laptop had all the hallmarks of Russia disinformation admitted that most of what was found on the infamous laptop was real. And right on the heels of that, Hunter Biden comes out and admits the laptop was his. There was mass resignation of many Ukrainian government leaders after it was exposed that they had bought mansions, cars, and other luxury items. I was wondering why, after $100 billion was printed and sent to Ukraine to fight Russia, the Russians were still winning the war, especially considering the fact that the Russian military budget is only $80 billion. All the money was funneled away from the Ukrainian military by their corrupt leaders. I want you to look up the voting record of your congressmen and senators. 
Did they vote for the Ukraine war funding? If so, you need to understand that they did that knowing that you were already paying $5 for a dozen eggs and facing two to $300 monthly electric heating bills due to the $6 trillion printed under both Trump and Biden. This country is so screwed. We are run by a bunch of corrupt and evil individuals who do not give a shit about you. Tom Brady announced his retirement again. The World Economic Forum Conference was held in Davos, Switzerland during the month. This is where a bunch of well-connected, rich, and opinionated assholes talk to each other for five or six days, telling each other how smart they are and pontificating about how lucky the other 7 billion people on the planet are to have them to direct their lives. There were riots in Atlanta during the month after a lunatic leftist shot a Georgia state trooper who refused to die and returned fire, killing the so-called activists, or what I would call domestic terrorists. Even the Democratic mayor of Atlanta had enough of the bullshit from the largely white liberals who showed up to riot. He accepted the Republican governor's offer of National Guard deployment in the city. Mass shootings occurred in California during the month. This in a state with some of the most restrictive gun laws in the nation, behind, I guess, what, Illinois and New York and maybe New Jersey? Do you smell that? It's the smell of rotting corpses of people who might have been saved by a lawfully armed citizen who might have been able to put down the shooter. But unfortunately for the residents of California, Illinois, New York, and other democratically controlled states, the number of law-abiding armed citizens is few and far between. Only the bad guys carry guns. If you live in those jurisdictions, just think of yourself as the proverbial fish in a barrel. That's how your state legislators think of you. Speaking of murder in heavily restricted states, a study was released by John Lott's Crime Prevention Research Center demonstrating that murders occur overwhelmingly in dense urban areas, many with tough anti-gun restrictions, and far less in suburban and rural areas where firearm ownership is more common. Fish in a barrel. The wannabe dictator and tyrant, otherwise known as the New Zealand Prime Minister, announced her resignation. Jacina Ardern is her name. She's the one who shut down our country and violated the people's rights to free movement and personal choice whether to inject an experimental so-called vaccine in their body. Her legacy will be marred by her government's COVID-19 pandemic response which saw New Zealanders rally in the thousands multiple times during 2021 and 2022 over government-mandated lockdowns, strict vaccine mandates, and quarantine measures. In an infamous moment captured in October 2021, Ardern told reporters at a press conference that New Zealand would essentially become a two-tiered society between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Suffice it to say, she has the charm of Hillary Clinton. But unfortunately for New Zealand, Jacinda had real power. And finally, five black police officers in Memphis were charged with secondary murder in connection with the death of Tyree Nichols, who died three days after being stopped by the officers, who then beat the living shit out of him while their body cams recorded the whole incident. It was barbaric. Democrats all across the Fruited Plains played the race card again because the victim was black, of course.
Their rationale was when black men kill another black man, it's because of racism. And that's the truth about January 2023. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.